Welcome to Let's Talk Loyalty, an industry podcast for loyalty marketing professionals. I'm your host, Paula Thomas, and if you work in loyalty marketing, join me every week to learn the latest ideas from loyalty specialists around the world. Just before we share today's episode, I want to ask you to sign up to the Let's Talk Loyalty email newsletter. Our email newsletter is by far the best way for us to keep you up to date with all of the latest incredible loyalty stories we're sharing each week. It's also the easiest place for you to find our show notes with links to everything mentioned in all of the episodes. You can sign up at letstalkloyalty.com. Hello and welcome to today's episode all about Faden. It's a name that many of you might not yet have heard, but it's one you're going to be hearing a lot of in the future for sure. Faden is the new name for the commercial marketing division of ICF Next, which famously runs some of the world's largest loyalty programs, particularly in travel and hospitality. This division was recently acquired by private equity firm Cohere Capital, which includes the entire team of loyalty experts, their loyalty technology platform Tally, and of course their incredible client portfolio, all together now operating under this brand new name. Joining me to share the whole story of this exciting industry development are Tom Madden, Executive Vice President and Managing Partner, and Denise Holt, Senior Vice President, Head of Strategy, Experience, Research and Insights. Together, Tom and Denise share the rich history of Faden and their plans for the future as they begin this exciting new phase of the business. So, Tom Madden and Denise Holt, welcome to Let's Talk Loyalty. Thank you. Thank you, Paula. I really appreciate the opportunity and on behalf of, uh, of all of Faden. Thank you so much, Tom. Do you know, I was thinking in preparation for today, I almost can't believe we haven't met before because we have several hundred people in common in our network. So I think we talked off air that it's a very small world in terms of loyalty. So I'm very proud to be here and able to share your latest news, big story uh, with our audience today. So before we get into all of the big business updates, as you know, we always start this show trying to get a sense as loyalty professionals what do we admire in terms of loyalty programs? And I know it's always a little bit sensitive when you have a client base like you guys, but uh, let's kick off with you, Tom, first and foremost. If I ask you your favorite loyalty program, what would you tell me? So I think it's a, I think it's a great question and people always answer within different contexts, right? Some people answer out of convenience. Some people answer out of, you know, best point value. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I that I find I like it's and I, I'm not necessarily going to name a brand here, but the idea of a subscription based loyalty. I'm a big fan of this because especially when it's added on to a to a regular uh, loyalty program, it enables the brands to provide so much more focused value to the to the to the uh, to the you know longstanding members and, and those who transact a lot with the brands and with their partners. I love subscription based. I think it's a a big strong place that loyalty is going to um, yeah. really go strongly in in the next uh, the next five years. Amazing. Yeah. It's actually a favorite of mine as well, Tom. I remember writing some articles about it 
probably about three or four years ago now, I suppose, when it started to become mainstream, I suppose, when Amazon Prime started to showcase exactly what was possible. And I remember we started using the words extreme loyalty, because to me, it's one thing to actually say I'm loyal and to gather my points. But, you know, you put your money where your mouth is. It's absolutely extreme loyalty, huh? And it separates out kind of just um, once in a while uh, uh, participants with uh, longstanding and frequent uh, uh, participants and members. Absolutely, yes. And I guess having been through some challenging years, I think a lot of brands did realize that actually, if you've got a subscriber base, first of all, in terms of the overall company value, of course, it's just more stable, more reassuring for everyone. Um, But you're right. I think there's massive opportunity in that space. So one will be watching with interest and dying to hear further insights as we go forward with that. So, Denise, coming to you then in terms of a favorite loyalty program now, if you were to pick one, what would you say for our listeners? Yeah, I'm also going a little bit of a different route. There's certainly um, from previous podcasts, I would agree with many people who have talked before about some of the favorite brands and the most frequently used. Um, For me, though, the one I'm going to give is Resi. It's actually um, a dining reservation tool. Um, But this, this brings like for me, great CRM and personalization. Mm-hmm. and some some partnership strategy. Uh, what Resi does for me, I'm a foodie. Okay. I love restaurants. Um, it's, a, it's a social component of my life. I, I love interesting foods. And um, yeah. what Resi does is they take personalization to the next level. Not only are they a booking tool to connect you to new restaurants, great restaurants in your area, mm. um, they help to tap into what you love about food. And they curate an experience and they curate content based on what they're learning about you along the way with your reservations. Um, One of the communications that really resonated with me was um, we're we're kind of getting used to this annual recap of your relationship with the brand. And what Resi did is it was our Resi reservation ship. So it was the relationship (laughs) that they talk about um, and the connection to the culinary arts and cuisine. And um, they did, you know, they had talked about where I first booked in mm-hmm. my relationship with Resi, wow. um, the restaurant that I most often booked, and they said lucky them. Okay. Um, they talked about the most recent one, and then they had um, recommendations based on my history. So restaurants that I may not have been thinking of, but based on where I've been before, I yeah. might want to be in the know. Wow. And then the, the connection to business, because I know that's not a traditional brand answer, but the yeah. connection to business is that they do partnerships with like American Express, for example, who is known for travel and dining, and they will offer, offer special access, special access to reservations or exclusive events mm. um, and experiences um, through their partnerships. So um, wow. I just really appreciate it because I think one, it's engaging and entertaining for me. It taps into what I mm. love. Um, And then it also brings it to life in a really engaging way. That's exactly why we asked this question, Denise, because we want to know what industry professionals are picking up on. So there's there's just a whole host of things you've mentioned there that I really love. And you probably won't be surprised as a content creator that actually the part that I love most about what you just said is the role of content, because much like subscription, as Tom said, I actually think, you know, creating and curating content is a differentiator for brands as we go forward in this emotional loyalty world, which I know is uh, close to your heart. So 
open invitation if Resi is happens to be listening to our show at any point. We would love to have you on to talk about all of that amazing work you're clearly doing. So listen, we're off to an amazing start. Um, they are brilliant examples, both of you. But of course, we're here to share the really big news, which I know has just been breaking in recent months. And Tom, I guess I'll come to you to, uh, to get, um, I suppose, first of all, a sense of what is the news and the announcement that we're here to talk about. And then we'll talk about your career and how we've ended up in, in this particular um, wonderful news. Certainly, yeah, I'm excited to talk about this just in the last few weeks. Uh, we are faded. So everybody who knows us as ICF Next, um, all the same great people, all the teams that our clients work with, all of our existing clients, all of our technology, everything comes with us from our, our former parent company, ICF, to our new uh, parent company, Cohere Capital. Mm -hmm. um, and in the process, we uh, we had changed our name to Faden, mm -hmm. um, which, which uh, as you know, is really about uh, light and, and, and giving. And, and that's that's uh, that, that's how we look at how to work with our clients, right? The clients are at the center of everything we do. They'll mm -hmm. continue to be so, um, even more so, uh, as we'll have uh, new investment to continue to put into our products and services uh, to ensure we're uh, leading our clients to where they want to get to, uh, mm. rather than just kind of following uh, following the pack, if you will. So it's mm. um, it's an exciting time for us. It's a lot of work. It's a it's a <laughs> multiple month transition. Yeah. Uh, from from one to the other. Yeah. Um, but all of our client teams are still 100% focused on the work they have to do to ensure our clients succeed. Yeah, absolutely. And will you give us a bit of the backstory, Tom? Because I think I said to you off air, I'm personally fascinated with how particularly agencies both grow and evolve and, of course, are acquired. So why was it that for ICF Next, there was this opportunity, I guess, um, for new ownership? Um, and again, of course, new investment is always incredible. You guys are already incredibly successful. So why the change? It's a great question. ICF has been a great parent uh, company of ours, but ICF, uh, for those who are familiar with them, they're, a, they're a, a, a large public company that really focuses in the consulting side of things, right? So they're, they're big into government consulting, energy, aviation, and, and other areas. Um, and, and the commercial marketing side was all about the solutioning side. Like we're the ones who actually are going to, you know, put feet on the ground and, and, and make things happen. So not only do we come up with the ideas on the Faden side um, uh, through Denise and her team and our colleague Emily Merkel and her team, but then we put them into place uh, with Mark Halterman and Cindy Roseland on our team as well. And so uh, the, the putting things into place is what, what kept us kind of different, if you will, from the rest of ICF. Mm -hmm. So it just wasn't always the great great fit that it could be. Mm -hmm. uh, and Cohere is saying, hey, we've got an opportunity to continue to invest, invest in the yeah. products for example, our toilet, our, our, our loyalty uh, proprietary loyalty platform called Tally, to mm. continue to invest in these things, so, so we remain in the forefront. This, our, our platform is the basis of of some of the largest programs in the world, including four of the largest ten hoteliers in the world, and so that requires continual investment and continual uh, foresight and looking out as to what it's going to be required two years from now and five years from now. Yeah. Uh, and we're excited to do that. And so we're super yeah. happy about the, about the change. And we're going to miss our old friends at ICF. They're fantastic yeah. people 
people <laughs> and very dear friends, uh, you know, colleagues started out as colleagues and became dear friends. Absolutely. Yes. But I'm guessing what you won't miss is the complexity of a public company. I hadn't actually realized that that was also uh, part of the ICF Next story because there's so much more responsibilities, I guess. And, you know, when we need to be flexible and evolving and growing as clearly Cohere Group are, are here to do, that's, um, that's a big differentiation. So, yeah, spinning out, giving you guys autonomy, freedom and flexibility. And we'll certainly get into a little bit more about all of those clients that you mentioned, because there's some incredible statistics that you sent me in advance, which I think the audience would love to hear. So, Denise, let me come to you, I suppose, to get a sense of, I suppose, first of all, your career background and your role in Faden as, a, as it takes off. Um, at Faden, I lead, um, I'm the SVP of Strategy, Experience, Research and Insights, Siri mm -hmm. for short. Okay. Um, and, <laughs> and my background has been over 20 years in uh, mostly the loyalty industry. Uh, very, very focused. The theme throughout my career has been on a focus on customer insights and really the human side, making sure that we really understand what's going on in the mindsets of consumers um, and in different industries and the trends in industries, and then how we translate that into strategies for our clients to really impact their business in a positive way and to help mm. strengthen the connection that they have with their um, end user. Um, mm. So I have been in loyalty, a lot of focus in travel and hospitality and retail, other industries as well. Um, mm. I did a stint at Optum, part of United Health Group. Okay. So that was a really interesting part of the career, taking that same um, insight piece, but talking about patient and member insights and yeah. really bringing it to a personal health and wellness space. Mm. Um, I've done my um, own consulting business for strategy, mm -hmm. helping entrepreneurs to build their businesses yeah. and then was um, recruited into ICF Next from former colleagues. We talk about how small the loyalty world is and um, that absolutely was the case. So joining joining ICF Next at the time, um, I knew um, at least about 40 different individuals who I'd worked with in the past. So it's wow. really it's a really great time. I say um, same family, different house. Totally. And I think that that leads into kind of the transition to fade in. This is the best of best yeah. of both worlds because it's the fun and excitement of um, starting a bit fresh in your brand and your personality and your yeah what you're going to stand for in in the mark you're going to make for clients. Mm. Um, yet we're bringing along, as Tom had said, all of our great talented colleagues and our clients, um, and so we have the benefit of that as well. So. Now Wonderful. it's time to take our superpowers and apply them um, <laughs> to ourselves as we grow our own business in addition to our clients. Yeah, yeah. I love words as uh, I think my audience know from having all these amazing conversations. So I like that. We'll take our superpowers. Um, I think that's a, a really nice way of framing it. And actually, Tom, on your LinkedIn profile, I saw some lovely words as well, which I think epitomizes exactly what um, Faden is now doing, of course, what ICF Next was doing. And you talk about flawless execution, which I thought was a brilliant way. So would you maybe talk us through your career? Because there's some incredible uh, credentials there. And clearly that's a, I suppose, a value for you in terms of how you run your businesses. So tell us about the, the career history that got you to where you are today. Sure, I'm happy to. Yeah, so I, I've spent my entire career in loyalty marketing, always on the uh, partner or the agency side. Um, I grew up uh, first in traffic and operations, 
Um, so I've got a very strong background in operations before switching to the client or account uh, account management side of things. Mm -hmm. uh, over the years, I continued to to take on responsibility around strategy mm. um, and around business development. Uh, and, and then you fast forward to the last uh, 15 years or so, uh, uh, having senior and executive leadership roles, running entire operations side of organizations, entire mm. revenue sides of organizations. And I think that's important be because most people kind of grow up in one one field and, and, and stick with it. And they're, then they're really strong in that because of that. But because I have a a yeah. strong background in a lot of different aspects uh, all around loyalty management and and uh and, and program design and, and, and managing the programs mm. um it, that's that's why I, I feel strongly about flawless execution look we all make mistakes mm. everybody does so yeah. it's not to say that anybody's perfect mm. but how you handle those mistakes or or how you address the problems as they come up is what matters and that's what builds long-term partnerships and relationships yeah yeah, no, and it's a good point, Tom, and, and very nice of you to say it that way. I think you're absolutely right. None of us is flawless. Uh, I wish we were. But to me, the difference is if you set that intention, at least you have a much better chance of getting there. So to me, it is a mindset that I saw coming through in, in what you were sharing that I admired, I guess, and, and clearly has led to a lot of the success and some of the clients that you, uh, you mentioned very briefly, Tom, but maybe give us a bit more in terms of, you know, given where you've come so far, and I suppose all of the history with these incredible brands, these incredible colleagues coming together, if you were to pick out a few things that you're super proud of, like there's some incredible numbers that you shared, what would you share that you're most proud of in, uh, in the business that you have built so far? Well, I, th I think, you know, in, in my background, I've worked with well over 150, uh, 160 loyalty programs. Wow. In, in pretty much all the industries that we all touch, right? Yeah. Anything from hospitality and retail to gaming and telecom and, and healthcare, as, as Denise mentioned. Yeah. Uh, but one of the things I'm, I'm, I'm most proud about, and, and Denise kind of hinted at this a little bit, mm. if you look at the team at Faden, um, I, I would say uh, the majority of us uh, have worked with each other over multiple companies. And so, Paula, when you talked early on about kind of the family tree, if you will, of, of yeah. loyalty, it's kind of surprising that you and I haven't met. Uh, <laughs> I'm surprised too, because if you look at that family tree and go back far enough, yeah. um, you've had the opportunity to, to work with and meet a lot of really smart people. And mm. so, so it's a long way, of, uh, it's a long way from a long winded way for me to say that I'm particularly proud in, in, in how we build a high performance, high functioning teams that really work together mm -hmm. um, and, and become friends over time. Um, because that's, yeah what then helps us operate at, um, I, I hate the cliche, but a little bit more of a one plus one equals three, right? You can mm. have two smart people in the world and they're in the same room and they're going to both do a great job. Yeah. But if those smart people have mm. worked together for multiple uh, uh, scenarios or maybe multiple companies that become friends, you're mm -hmm. going to get way better output, way more output, yeah. uh, helping our clients succeed. Yeah. Incredible. That sheer number of loyalty programs, Tom, my goodness, the mind boggles in terms of keeping track of all of those strategies and, and even now. So some of the stats that I loved, 400 million members being managed through obviously now Faden's business mm -hmm. um, across 80 different clients. So astronomical and then 1.4 trillion points earned and burned each year, which I thought yeah. was incredible and over 5 billion transactions. So clearly 
clearly operating with both excellence and scale and, and clearly something you're super proud of. Uh, very much so. There's a couple of things I'd point out. One is uh, Tally, which is our, our loyalty platform, is, is really built for um, scale, enterprise, um, uh, strong programs that are very complicated. Yeah, uh, it's not really made. It's not meant for uh, you know Jimmy's Pizza uh, outlet. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. so we're proud of the brands that we serve on that. But yeah. 400 plus million members, and that grows at a very large clip annually. Yeah, uh, partially because the, the the platform enables that for our clients. But uh, mm. you know, but that's really we've got a, a, a great technology team headed up by Mark Alterman and mm. a great team headed up by Chris Gerber, yeah. uh, who's managed to build out a, a, a four-year uh, roadmap for our product. Yeah. Um, it, you know, that's not even talking about the analytics side uh, with Emily Merkel. She's built a proprietary product that's really enabled mm. accelerated growth uh, for our clients around analytics and the, and the membership and how to segment mm. and, and mm. promote to the members. So there's yeah. a lot of really cool stuff going on. And, and yeah. yeah, all we need is just we just need the clock to keep ticking so we can keep advancing. Totally, totally. Actually, the, the 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 way I was thinking about it as I was preparing for today is like you guys seem to deal with brands who are taking loyalty seriously. Like this isn't just, you know, tactical campaigns. Let's try something or let's do it for whatever reason. These are Fortune 500 brands who absolutely believe that this is imperative for their business. And I think that's what I always aspire to. And I can see Denise nodding as well. So I'll be dying to get your perspective. To me, like I've worked in obviously lots of different loyalty programs as well over my career and the leadership style of why they're doing loyalty and what they expect from the loyalty team really dictates how I as a loyalty professional can enjoy delivering to the best of my ability. Um, so actually, Denise, I'd love you to comment on that because I do think I can see that you're really, you know, have a very strong uh, belief in this ethos, I guess, and the humanity behind everything that, of course, the technology enables. But tell us, you know, what are you seeing and feeling as the key things that are driving success for loyalty for Faden? Yeah, I think we are, we pride ourselves on being strategy first. Mm -hmm. and really grounded in empathy and insight and data insights as well. And so though we have a um, world-class loyalty platform, we yeah. approach our clients and their businesses tech agnostic. And we want to make sure that we're hitting home on the strategy and it's the right strategy for their and customers and that it's the right strategy for their business in the long term mm. before we figure out how to enable that strategy with yeah. the proper technology and, and channels. So um, that's yeah. been really important to us. And because of that, we ensure that we have research to back it up. We do our own proprietary research. Um, it's been over five years, five and a half years now um, that we did our emotional loyalty research. And um, you know, you, emotional loyalty, you hear that everywhere nowadays, but we were definitely on the leading edge of bringing emotional loyalty to the marketplace with that research. Mm. And we uncovered six key drivers of emotional loyalty. And mm. we wanted to understand that so we knew kind of how to have a guiding North Star when we were developing strategies for our clients. Yeah. And so we came, uh, we uncovered six that we've laddered up to really three strong ones, um, trust, appreciation, yeah. and empathy. 
Beautiful. So we've really baked that into everything we do um, yes. and the, stra- the framework for how we approach strategies. And our clients mm-hmm. have really, really resonated with that. Um, we definitely mm-hmm. even one new business based on the fact that we were taking that approach and being very customer centric and yes. then being able to guide our clients through. Um, we do interactive workshops to help bring that to life and align with those emotional loyalty drivers. Mm-hmm. And we've really seen that even though the research itself was dated since we were on the leading edge of that, um, it really has stood the test of time and the mm. principle behind what it what it means um, has stood the test of time. Yeah. So we've continued to build upon that. And just this year, so that was the uh, humanizing loyalty is the report um, that was back from five and a half years ago um, mm. that will give all the details on that. But we've taken that further. One of the six drivers is shared values. Mm-hmm. And okay. so we feel that um, especially post pandemic and the social injustice that we've seen, we have felt the need to really understand the impact of shared values and beliefs mm-hmm. on customers and whether it's important or not that a brand yeah. um, align with customers' brands or customers' beliefs. Yeah, that that's wonderful stuff. Um, I was hesitating there for a second, Denise, because of about three different questions I want to ask you on it. First of all, as you said, that emotional loyalty piece is something we do hear about on this show all of the time. And I would just love your perspective on it because I feel like everybody understands the idea of it, but then the, you know, the how, you know, the the absolute implementation of taking an emotional loyalty approach within a loyalty program. Like what I'd love to even first of all ask is, do you think that's something that senior leadership in the type of clients you work with, is that something that they're comfortable talking about? Because at the end of the day, you know, the C-suite can be very transactional. And um, we did talk already, of course, about the fact that it is seen as, as an ethos. But how does that, you know, I suppose, soft language, you know, you know, resonate with C-suite uh, leaders when you bring that kind of research to them? I think they're seeing and understanding that um, customers will drive the success of their business going forward and that the expectations have risen drastically as okay. far as what they, the personalization they expect, yeah. the, um, if they're, they are willing to give you information about themselves, mm-hmm. but they assume that you're going to translate that into something of value to them. So I think the implications for personalization and it, it sparks the need for human centered design. And mm. we've all heard that, that term term before, but it's really being grounded in the end user and their needs and not yeah. making decisions from a boardroom. Okay. So I think that's where people have gotten caught, leadership has gotten caught up in in the past is making decisions based on their own personal preferences mm. um, and the way that they live. And so I think human-centered design has really brought the focus back to being customer-centric and deeply mm-hmm. understanding the needs and lives of your end users mm. and then making sure you're solutioning for them and making their lives easier. Mm. So, you know, trust, trust and reliability. Appreciation mm-hmm. and investments, empathy and shared values. Those are the six key drivers of emotional loyalty. And the way in which you bring that to bear is we've seen organizations bringing marketing teams together. Mm-hmm. So it's no, you know, even if teams are currently siloed, we're mm-hmm. helping to be a conduit to bring them together in interactive workshops, for example. They're nice. seeing the benefit of leveraging cross-functional diverse thinking. Mm-hmm. And you align them by having a consistent language around these emotional loyalty drivers. Mm-hmm. 
and a customer-centric focus. Because if your decision-making and your ideation is coming from that customer-centric focus, mm-hmm. then you're all trying to achieve the same goal. Okay. And that's a stronger, more emotional relationship with, with the customer. So I think there's efficiency to be gained within mm-hmm. an organization, yeah. um, not to mention the um, yeah. the business impact that comes from a stronger relationship with your customers. Amazing. Amazing. So what I will do, Denise, um, again, just for everyone listening, is to make sure that I have that uh, research available directly from you. So I know, of course, you're in transition with the Fade New website, of course. I know the LinkedIn page is available, but just I suppose we can just literally say if anybody wants to see a copy of that research about specific emotional loyalty, just reach out to me and I'll make sure to connect them with you so you can share that. Because as you said, I don't think it's a I think if anything, we're still all dealing with what happens post-pandemic and what does that shared value piece uh, mean. So I think it is a time to be future focused and we're coming towards the end of the year, I guess, as well. I guess we all need to be thinking about 2024. Absolutely. Great. And just the final the final comment on the research piece of it is the new research that we launched this year um, around uh, sparking participation through shared values. We can uh-huh. share the link to that as well. But um, okay. one of the key insights that came there was that the number one reason that consumers stop buying from brand yeah. is the lack of shared values. Oh, okay. And 66% will buy less or stop buying when mm. the values don't align. Okay. So it was a take on from our original research and we continue to build upon it. Okay. Well, I did laugh when I saw that one of the headlines which talked about don't treat your customer like a one night stand. And I was <laughs> like, oh my God, <laughs> absolutely. Let's actually love each other. So totally get it. <laughs> Tom, we've talked a lot about uh, how we've got to where we are today. It's coming up to the end of October as we release this uh, recording. And now, as we said, time to see, you know, what is Faden going to be focused on as we go forward into 2024? I know there's a a gradual transition in terms of obviously, you know, helping everybody understand the new name, uh, the new spelling, um, the, the meaning of that name. So just tell us, what are you thinking about? as we go into this exciting new phase for the business? Well, we, we definitely have uh, we have work to do to get our, our new brand out, uh, make sure people understand we've got uh, the same great team, uh, same, same great uh, clients, but we've got a new name, so we've got our work cut out around that. But, you yeah. know, Paula, I know Let's Talk Loyalty is really about education, innovation, and inspiration. Right? Mm. That's one of the things you've, you've shared that comes through in the, in the podcast. Uh, we'll continue to focus on the education side as a, as the clients are at the center of everything we do. Yeah. We produce uh, we produce well over seventy uh, pieces of thought leadership each year. Uh, those are out on our website and LinkedIn and the like, and we promote those as we can. And, and then we've got uh, continued strategic business reviews with all of our clients. Uh-huh. Uh, Denise, uh, Denise's team plays a, a big key part on uh, demonstrating showing what's going on trends in their industry and other industries and, and the like. Around innovation, we've got uh, we've got an extensive roadmap built out for our technologies, our analytic technologies, our, our, uh, our proprietary loyalty uh, platform technologies, and then the services offered within strategy and, and, and analytics and the like. And so we've got a, a real big uh, roadmap that we've built out that we're going to uh, mm. continue to invest in and work through. And then when you think about inspiration, um, you know, again, uh, I've said it a hundred times and I'll say it a hundred more, clients are at the center of everything we do. Yeah. And so uh, we're very proud that we're behind some of the largest uh, uh, programs in the world uh, that are award-winning or fan favorites, uh, whether it's 
uh, through USA Today or, or Newsweek or PointSky or whatever, they're, they're always top rated programs. And so yeah. uh, that's inspirational for us. Yeah. Uh, that drives us, that drives our team. And, and so those are some of the things we'll, we'll, um, we'll continue to keep focused on. Amazing. I hadn't realized that uh, you guys invested so much in thought leadership, Tom. So clearly I haven't been paying enough attention. Um, so we'll we'll make sure to, to connect to all of that. To me, again, that is the sign of an agency that does have, obviously, your client's interest at heart, because at the end of the day, um, and also actually to, to thank you for reflecting back our values to us, because we probably don't, you know, sufficiently help our audience understand that we ask you to come to this show to talk about education, inspiration and innovation. So thank you for doing that and for doing what you do, of course, now on your own websites to create all of that thought leadership. So Denise, coming to you, future focused, we've talked a lot about where we've got to the amazing research and, you know, all of these things you're so passionate about in terms of guiding the strategy for your clients. So what would you say you're thinking about as we coming into the end of Q4 and into 2024? I think it's about really bringing our story to life with our new brand, Baden, and part of what we're excited about is um, sparking participation and generating loyalty. We have okay. a participation curve that really brings that to life, and it's um, I think we're looking at what's happening in the industry with the customer experience transformation. So loyalty is a critical component to that, and it's really about how you move a customer along their relationship journey with the brand. And there's so many capabilities that Faden can bring to life in order to strengthen that relationship. And so that's really exciting for us. And we've been talking about this customer experience transformation, really being a catalyst to bring all of that together. Because um, what we're seeing is customer, customer experience, user experience, employee experience mm. is really critical and they're all tied together. So the employee or the um, customer can only have a great experience if your employees are really engaged and helping to deliver on that great experience. Yeah. So yeah. I think we have a lot of capabilities to bring to bear across that entire journey, which is mm -hmm. really exciting to do for Faden. Well, you're both going to be very busy. I can certainly hear that coming through. Um, it's not to be taken lightly to have a new brand like Faden. And of course, we'll be linking to all of your uh, social assets. And of course, the We Are Faden website. And again, just because we are an audio channel, I will say that Faden is spelled with a P-H. A-E-D-O-N. So again, I know, Tom, you referenced the, the Greek origins of that name um, in the words light and giving. So just to help people understand, I suppose, the context of where you're coming from, we'll be certainly only too glad to continue sharing the story of what you guys are up to. So I think that's all of the questions I had uh, for you guys today. Uh, Tom, have you any parting words of wisdom, anything else you wanted to mention for our audience before we wrap up? Yeah, uh, thank you again for the opportunity, Paula. Uh, we're really, uh, we're really proud to be uh, on this with you. Um, I, I, I do want to uh, just, you know, one one other thought about 2024 is this is really about um, measurement and proving out that what you're spending your money on is working, and so uh, so that that's going to be a continued uh, focus for our clients and continued focus for us. Yeah, uh, to prove out what we're uh, what we're doing for them. And, and also, I, I'm going to take the opportunity on, on that note then to, to thank Ashley Kimball, who heads up our marketing efforts. So when we talk about thought leadership, Ashley's at the center and the forefront of that. Yeah. Um, and she's helped, uh, she helped, us with here, uh, helped us with this here today. So 
Yeah. I think you're actually as well. We've got a, a we've got a great team. I'm super proud of the people I work with. Yeah. I'm super proud that we're friends and we yeah. enjoy each other's company during work and after work. And and uh, I think that I think that proves uh, out to be results uh, to drive results for our clients. I love that. Thank you so much for that, Tom. And Denise, any final thoughts? Anything that else you wanted to mention before we wrap up? Yeah, I think that I'm just excited for the future of Faden. And as Tom had said, the people are at the core of this. I'm so proud of, of my team as well, the strategy experience research and insights team. We have, um, when you talk about thought leadership in the future and being able to innovate for clients, uh, my team is at the, at the heart of the trends research and really bringing that to life for our clients in a meaningful way and um, having our clients helping them to step outside the box and to drive their business forward. So I'm very excited for the future and the talent that we bring to bear. Wonderful. Well, listen, I want to wish you every success. So first of all, Denise Holt, Senior Vice President, Head of Strategy Experience Research and Insights. And of course, Tom Madden, Executive Vice President and Managing Partner of Faden. Thank you both so much from Let's Talk Loyalty. Thanks, Tom. Thank you again. Very happy to be here. The Australian Loyalty Association is proud to bring you the Asia-Pacific Loyalty Awards to celebrate excellence, innovation and best practice in the thriving loyalty industry active in the region. The awards have been split into 16 key categories and submissions will be judged by a panel of local experts. Early bird submissions close on the 5th of November 2023 and the awards gala event will take place on the 14th of March 2024 at the Glass House in Melbourne. Contact them at the Australian Loyalty Association.com for further information. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Let's Talk Loyalty. If you'd like us to send you the latest shows each week, simply sign up for the Let's Talk Loyalty newsletter on letstalkloyalty.com and we'll send our best episodes straight to your inbox. And don't forget that you can follow Let's Talk Loyalty on any of your favourite podcast platforms. And of course, we'd love for you to share your feedback and reviews. Thanks again for supporting the show.